the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And there are people around you in your little corner of the world that if they died today would spend an eternity separated from God in hell. And you've got the stinking good news. But it's only good news if it gets there in time. Jonah was saying, you've still got time. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus Christ like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhillchurch.com. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. I want to give you this second truth. Not only are there opportunities you need to be aware of, you need to rise up in obedience and do the hard things God is calling you to do. Rise up in obedience. What changed from chapter 3, from chapter 1 to chapter 3, was Jonah's response. In chapter 1, God said, get up and go. And Jonah got up and went, but he went the other direction. In this chapter, God says, arise and go. And Jonah rose up and he went. He finds himself at a familiar crossroad. Every day of your life, you're going to find yourself at a crossroads of choice. You can either do things your way and experience the burdens that that may bring, or you can do things God's way and experience the blessings that he's promised Disobedience always brings burdens. Obedience always brings blessings. Now let me see if we can illustrate this. I told you a little bit of my story. Don't worry, I'm going to finish that story. But how many of you, like me, can say, yep, I've lived enough life to know that my disobedience has caused burden for me and burdens for the people around me. Anybody else in that category? Yeah, I I think that's unanimous, except for those three people that are sleeping. But, I mean, absolutely, of course. Well, what the Bible teaches is that's, that's like a mathematical rule. That's what disobedience always brings. But the inverse is also true, that God's obedience brings blessing into our life. And obedience takes place when we put our yes on the table. We don't always know that the question even, but we say, God, whatever it is, the answer is yes. My friend Miguel Mendoza, he leads the Word of Life France, but he's from Argentina, and he talks about how he came to Christ at a campfire for Word of Life, and 
And there, there's a customary practice with word of life that when God is stirring in your heart at a campfire, you, you take a stick and, and you throw it in that fire as you dedicate yourself to what God is leading you to do. And, and Miguel says of that moment, he realizes that when he said yes to Christ, everything else in his life became a consequence. Once you obediently say yes to Christ, everything else in your life should be on the table. Is your yes on the table before God? I love this quote. I think it was Ike Reichert, a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, that first said it. He says, the great big doors of opportunity always swing on the tiny hinges of obedience. So you're wanting God to give you a second chance. You're wanting that comeback. You're wanting a new opportunity. Then answer this question. Are you obediently responding to what he's telling you to do today? What does that obedience look like? Well, we see that in the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter six, verse eight says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. Say, here am I. I'm not going to ask you to say, send me, because you've got to decide, God, am I really ready to say whatever you want, wherever it is, however it looks? The answer is yes. See, I, I think those two words will always change your life for the better. They'll always bring the blessings of God They'll make your marriage sweeter. They'll make your home happier. Your work will be more enjoyable. Your life will be more productive. It will take you to places you've never thought that you would go and let you observe things you never thought you would see simply with those two words, yes, Lord. Because Jonah said yes to God on this second chance opportunity, God allowed him to see perhaps the greatest revival in all of human history. And over the next two weeks, we'll look at what that meant and how Jonah responded. Someone put it this way, to know God is to love him and to love him is to trust him and to trust him is to obey him and to obey him is to be blessed by him. Have you said yes to God and responded in obedience so that you might walk in his blessings. So opportunities, obedience, and then I want to give you a last word. If you want to come back, you you have to get to the place where you give your all as an offering and leave the results to God. Say whatever it takes. When, When Jonah put his yes on the table, Now, granted, it it took a well of a circumstance to get him to that point. But when he put his yes on the table, he was all in. Are you all in? Or are you holding back? The the worst moments in my life have come when when I've realized that I'm good at compartmentalizing. 
that I can say I surrender all, as we sometimes sing, but there are parts of my life that I've, I've hidden from him, or at least thought I was hiding from him. Have you given your all? You say, what do you mean? Well, well what about your thought life? What, what about your relationships? What about your financial belongings? What about that habit that, that you think can't be that bad? What about your time? Have you given him your all? I want you to look again at verse 3. So Jonah arose and he went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. And Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. So in other words, if, if he were to walk across a whole city, it would have taken three days just to walk across the whole city. But we know that just as he's getting into the city on that first day, he begins with his sermon. And what's his sermon? Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. And they called for a fast. And they put on a sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. Jonah was obedient. And can I point out a couple of things about his message? It was the same message. It was the same thing God had told him to say the first time. And can I give you some good news? The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ has not changed in 2,000 years. Our world is changing rapidly. The things that my children are faced with on a daily basis blow my mind. When I think about how things used to be, even in my relatively young life, my head spins compared to what they are now. But as much as that is changing around us, the word of God has never changed. It was the same message. God didn't change, Jonah changed. But it wasn't just the same message, it was a simple message. It was five Hebrew words that are recorded here. 40 days and you're all going to be destroyed. Now just think about that. Some of you grew up in churches that were kind of fire and brimstone. You know what I'm talking about? If you don't turn, you're going to burn. If you deny, you're going to fry. I mean, that's this message. That's what he's saying. 40 days and you're going to go to hell. It was simple. But can I tell you something about that 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 speaks to the message that we have? Someone put it this way. It's only good news if it gets there in time. So you're going to see a revival that takes place, but that revival takes place because God gave a time frame that got their attention. And there are people around you in your little corner of the world that if they died today would spend an eternity separated from God in hell. And you've got the stinking good news. But it's only good news if it gets there in time. Jonah was saying, you've still got time. If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. 
Video of the message you're listening to is available when you click the Watch tab at MissionHillChurch.com. Thanks for sharing time with us and for sharing your financial gifts by clicking the Give button at MissionHillChurch.com. And now, with more of today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. It was a simple message. It was also a shouted message. And when you look in the Hebrew, it says, he went through the city and he called out. I mean, imagine, sometimes when, when we go down to the courthouse, I've had to do that from time to time, there's always a street preacher down there. There are other places in the city you see a street preacher and they're just standing there, they're shouting. May not always be the most appealing thing. That's what Jonah was doing. He was passionate. I had a mild heart attack yesterday. Not really, but I was watching the football team I like. The Clemson Tigers. It's been a big week for us. And in the midst of that game, our one quarterback got hurt. And it got rather stressful. And I watched as that sea of orange there in Death Valley in Clemson, South Carolina. Man, it would get quiet, and then it would get loud, and then it would get quiet, and then the people would roar. And at the end of this game that looked like for a little while we were going to lose, the end of the game, because the ACC has given a waiver to Clemson Tigers, the fans rushed the field, and they celebrated with great passion. And then I thought about church. <laughs> and I thought about how often we sit in church and we talk about the truths of God's word and, and how great our God is. And we sing holy, holy, holy. And then we, we sit and receive these truths as if they're nothing. And we walk out this whistling dippity doo dah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. If I really understand the message that God has birthed in me, I must be passionate. And it was a stout message. What do I mean by that? See, good news can really only be understood in light of bad news. If there had not been bad news, the good news would not have seemed so good. But the bad news is a part of the story And I want you to understand that I recognize none of us like conflict. In fact, most of us want to be liked. But the truth of the gospel that hasn't changed, that same message, tells us the bad news is that if things don't change in us, our life is over. Some of you have avoided those tense moments of spiritual gospel conversation with those in your little corner of the world because you're so afraid of offending. Hear me say this, it is much more offensive to think that there's somebody that you care about, that you love, that you spend time with, that is on the edge of spending eternity in hell and you're doing nothing about it. That is is offensive. It was the same message. It was simple. It was shouted. It was stout. And it was straightforward, not confusing. The power of Jonah's message was not in the presentation. 
Think about that. Now, he probably had a pretty captivating presentation. He probably looked real interesting. I mean, pulling the seaweed off of his neck as he's, 40 days and you're going to die. I mean, he looked like the guy on Charlie Brown. Three pieces of hair was all that was left sticking up. He was walking through town. Everybody go, what is that smell? But the power was not in the presentation. The power was in the truth. And I fear that in our society today, we've forgotten the power of truth. I fear that because if I turn on the news on a week like this, I hear stories of his truth versus her truth. No, no, truth is truth. And so with that straightforward message, he cries out to people who desperately needed good news. He gave God his all. Well, I want you to think about that word offering and ask this question. What is, what is God asking you to offer today? And now I'm gonna walk back through those three words before I pray with you and just give you some examples. First, let's start with that word opportunity. Opportunity. There are some practical opportunities you have to be obedient to what God is calling you to do. You might want to write some of these down. First of all, save this date. It's October 20th. Our church is partnering with an organization called Revive Florida that's reaching across denominational lines. And many churches are on that day and on the days that are following, we're just going out into our community. And here's what we're doing. We're looking for people and just asking them this simple question. Hey, is there anything going on in your life I can pray for you about right now? And then and only then, if the the door is open, if you discern that opportunity, we're going to train you in a simple way just to share what we've called the good news. But we're going to train you in that in about a 20-minute training session. We're going to give you a free lunch, and we're going to send you out, and that's taking place October 20th. That's an opportunity that some of you need to take advantage of. Let me give you another opportunity. Did you know there's a Christian businessman that has now provided 900,000 copies of the Jesus film to be distributed door to door across Tampa Bay? And our church has committed to give out more than 50,000 of those. We need you to do that. That's not an opportunity where you have to talk to people. In fact, on that day, you can even put your earphones in and listen to whatever you listen to. We just want you to go door to door in all of these neighborhoods around here that we'll guide you through and just hand out those packets that have the Jesus film and some information about our church. Just an opportunity. Opportunity. Several months ago, God began to stir a, a an opportunity for us as a church, a corporate opportunity that's now leading to some individual opportunities. Did you know that in the next several months we will launch our third campus and it'll be called Mission Hill Lake Carroll? It's just several miles from here in the old Lake Carroll area. We're taking on Lake Carroll Baptist Church. In fact, Pastor Nick just scooted out a while ago to be there today. Pastor Gary will be preaching there uh, next Sunday and, and then just a few weeks I'll begin preaching a service there. And we're asking some of you to go be a part of that for at least a year. 50 to 100 of you. Just an opportunity. In fact, that's going to give an opportunity for all of us. So here's the big announcement for today. In order to do that, beginning on November 4th, we're shifting our times just a little bit, kind of back to something we've had. We'll have a 9 o'clock service, 
a 10.30 service, and then the exact same service at that Lake Carroll campus will take place at 12 o'clock. So you have a late night, just come join me over at the Lake Carroll campus, and we can say hello to you then. That's Time Change Sunday, by the way, so we thought we'd change our times on Time Change Sunday to really confuse you. Just opportunities. And then did you know that God's laid on our heart to, to start, and by the year 2020, a Mission Hill, London, like Nineveh, the great city, did you know London, one of those great cities of the West, is a lost mega city today? And what if God would use the diversity that he's placed right here within us to help us reach that city? Well, what opportunities is God putting before you? God also wants you to respond in obedience to him. What, what does obedience look like for you? Is it just that he wants you to start witnessing to that person he's laid on your mind? Is it like you saw David today? Is it like you need to follow through in the steps of believer's baptism? Is it that you'll be obedient in that financial giving part of your life? Is it that you put your yes on a table? Is it that you get right in a relationship that's wrong? Is it that you make a difference right where you are? And then where does God want you to offer your all? Does he want you to respond by surrendering your life to him once and for all? Does he want you to commit to serving him with your vocation? It's time for a comeback today. I'm so thankful that now... Goodness, 17 years ago, as I was selling that pest control and driving back and forth to the airport, God didn't stop speaking to me. And I'm so thankful that as Kimberly and I sought the Lord and asked for his grace and his mercy and and his care in our lives, that God made it crystal clear that, that he wanted me to do what he's called me to do. And you know why I'm so grateful for that? Well, one reason I'm grateful is because I wouldn't be here with you were that not the case. I wouldn't have had the opportunity he's given me in recent years to travel around the world and invest in pastors on almost every continent. But you know why I'm so glad I listened to that opportunity and I obediently walked through those doors and I've given God my all? Because if I would have not done that back then, I wouldn't have the daughter that I have today. You see, when we respond in obedience to the opportunities God places before us, it not only changes our lives, it impacts everybody in our little corner of the world. So what about you? Is it time for a comeback? I was growing up in that church where I broke the window. We would sing songs at the end of every service that stirred our hearts. And if you had been listening at all and you were sensitive in any way to the Holy Spirit, the words of those songs 
would grip you. And I'll never forget hearing that organist and pianist play, seeing my dear old dad stand at the front of the church and standing and singing with a lump in my throat. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever he leads, I'll go. It's time for a comeback. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis, an outreach of Mission Hill Church. If you're looking for answers to difficult questions or searching for a church home, you're invited to any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. Details and directions at missionhillchurch.com. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhillchurch.com and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhillchurch.com. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk, a.m. 570 and 910.